श्री रामना महर्षि recognize that all of us are one self manifesting as many as have all the great sages of every tradition and that has been put either in terms of duality that we are all children of one god or that we are all emanations of one supreme reality and our function during this human embodiment is to recognize the truth of what we are and when we fall from that recognition then our lives degrade our society degrades our world degrades and the only way to repair the world to achieve what in the jewish tradition is called tikkun is the return to the recognition of our union with god and because of this realization of our oneness of course ramana had no interest in the caste system in india everyone who came to his ashram was very concerned about the caste system you know and brahmins wouldn't touch people of too low a caste because they would become impure the lowest caste were called the chandalas which can translate as untouchables and you should never touch an untouchable right you'd have to go through some extraordinary ritual of purification and ramana laughed at that and said this is only a metaphor the only real chandala is the ego that's what you must never touch you must never enter ego consciousness never touch the illusion that you are a body that you're a perishable entity because if you do you will have degraded feelings and thoughts you will defile yourself with lust with anger with greed with anxiety with paranoia with all of the pathologies that every ego is subject to and so the only rule in ramana's ashram was you weren't allowed to touch body consciousness you weren't allowed to fall under the illusion that you're an ego how many people here are willing to live by that discipline you, you follow that rule great all right then beautiful because when you do follow that rule and you are realizing you're not the ego then what are you you're the vastness the vastness that is filled with love and there is love because you realize your oneness with all that is and that state of love is not one that you must make effort toward it's there it flows it's the rise of the kundalini it's the natural state of the oceanic consciousness 
that permeates this entire universe. And we are that. And so just by refusing to touch the ego and its pathological desires and demands and fears, we are saved, we are liberated, we are released from the dukkha, the suffering, and the, the drives of the ego that are not resistible as long as we are under the influence of the mind and identified with the body. And so that's the one thing that we have to do to be free. And to do that, we simply have to reside in silence. Nothing else. There's no trick to this. The problem is the ego mind will trick you. And it will label that silence as lack, as not good enough, as empty of value. It will put a minus sign in front of the emptiness that is God. The ego has a lot of chutzpah. It puts a minus sign in front of the portal to your own liberation and says you shouldn't go there. There's nothing there. Pass that over and go back into the arrogance of the ego and into language and thought and imagery and desire. And if we fall for that, then we have missed our chance and the window of opportunity closes. But it opens every time we sit to meditate and enter into the vastness and let go of that chandala identity as the untouchable ego. Because you can't believe you're an ego without also feeling lack and guilt and shame and inadequacy and anxiety, etc. You can't do it. But that problem is people want to stay in the ego and feel blissful. And that's the unbearable choice that we have to make. And if you simply let go of the ego, you have everything. But because of wanting that limited identity, we lose the infinite. So it's that simple a choice, the finite or the infinite. And by choosing the infinite, we realize we have always been free. We had just traded in our freedom for a few illusory pleasures that turned out to bring us a lot of pain and suffering. And the way out is easy. It doesn't take years and it's not difficult because love is our nature. Bliss is our nature. Joy is our nature. Silence is our nature. But the ego becomes anxious at the approach of silence because it knows it will die. It, will know, it knows it will dissolve if we stay in the silence long enough and we become the infinite without any illusory clouds of ego that obscure the truth of our being. And so the illusion itself starts to quake and uses whatever tricks it has to pull you back. And it makes you fear the very thing that will bring you beyond fear. And so if we're willing to not believe in the ego mind, 
and stay detached and in the dispassion toward the thoughts of our own mind that we think are our own, but they are not. They're implanted there, colonized by the collective consciousness. If we stay in that silence, we will be free. And then the God consciousness and the energy of the infinite self will flow through us. And the body-mind will become an instrument and a conduit of wisdom and power and love. And every one of us equally can choose that. There is no caste system for God. There is no one who is above anyone else. There is no one who should say, oh, I'm not worthy of it. That's the ego fooling you. Don't ever fall for that trap. And so we can all be liberated tonight. And sometimes what's helpful is to imagine that you are facing death for whatever reason. Because at that moment of truth, we realize that we must face that infinite void. We must. We have no way to hold on to this illusion any longer when the body starts to go. And what will be our attitude then? Will it be fear and terror or will it be joy of returning to God? Will we be able to face God without shame, without fear, without guilt? That's what we must practice. Socrates said philosophy is the practice of dying every day. Shankara said the same thing. We're only alive in order to learn how to die. And so every time we meditate, we should be sitting down and dying to the ego and to this physical plane of illusion and entering into the vastness. And when we are there, we realize it is a vastness that encompasses and includes this world. It's not that there are two worlds, the world of life and the world of death. No, this same world. It's all one. But we will be free from the suffering of the illusion that the belief that we are creatures rather than the creator brings upon us. So let's free ourselves from that illusion and realize the joy of liberation.